Hello and welcome to episode 128 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. Your host, five and a half feet of fury and rage, Mick, and let me introduce the rest of the team. We've got Leon, who you can hear there in the background, and we've also got Central Victoria's leading mathematician, Ross. Hello, everyone. Good to be here again. We've got the Ballerines leading data entry guru, Alex. All right, lads. G'day, Leon. Welcome, mate. It's good to see you again. It's been a while. Good to see you close up. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, but not leastly, we've got Port Allington's answer to John Buchanan. Do your homework, demons. Oh. David. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, he's probably better cricket than I was, to be fair, John Buchanan. Um, really? Yeah. Oh, actually, I think he played first class cricket, so he's definitely better cricketer than me. <laughs> At least you've got a better personality than him, mate. So you don't have that. It's a low bar. <laughs> it's all about the process, fellas. The results will sort themselves out. I saw a um an ad on the um, internet for um some training at Port Arlington, David. It's good to see there's a lot of colour in there. There's like red writing on I can sort of make it, if I squinted, I could read it clearly. And <laughs> what are the, I don't um, think there was enough change of fonts, though, for my life. No. It seemed to just be in one or two fonts. So fonts was, one of the good things up. about being in charge is that you just let someone else handle that sort of sloppy, dirty work and then yeah. you sort of worry about you know, the overall process and then you know, let the underlings handle sort of your... Fucking it up, yeah. Your cool. admin yeah. work, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I shouldn't talk too harshly, actually. There's a couple of likes of people I know around the uh, Port Arlington and follows of the Facebook page of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast around Port Arlington. Oh. So probably oh, well, going to have a listen. them on board. Welcome, welcome demons. Where oh. Everyone loves a good demon, so it's all good. I gave out, um, I gave out a couple of stubby holders too, Mick. Oh. Happy days. Demons, boys. Critical match so, again. Oh, so, okay, well, can we go over the profits of these <laughs> these uh, stubby holders that we yep. bought to sell that we're going to make heaps of money for the... Yep. You know, then we'll reinvest and then, <laughs> yep. you know, we'll just grow wealth from there. Okay, so, okay, so you've given away two now. So that's two you've given away. So I'm guessing no profits on those ones. Correct. All right, okay. So uh, run over the prior to those two that you gave away. Just, okay, what do you got? I think us four... We grabbed our own, so yep. we so, we no, paid for those. So no profit. <laughs> not profit leading, though. Um, I think it's a dear stubby old would pay for. Yeah. And then I think I think I've given out twenty five of the thirty. We <laughs> okay, cool. All right, so that's we got to make. How much did we spend on this? <laughs> so we have to sell the last five we own for about fifty bucks each, and we'll turn a profit. So if anyone out there wants to buy a new stubby holder for fifty bucks, limited boats, edition, get, yeah. I'll sign it for you. Get in touch. There'll uh, be a number on the bottom too. One of fifty. Yeah. One of thirty. Yeah, the special it's Patreon edition. We'll just write Patreon. It's about marketing your brand, fellas. <laughs> marketing your brand, getting eyes on it, eyeballs on the brand. Prepare to take a loss to then eventually make money. That's it. Welcome yeah. to Economics One Hundred and One with uh, Michael, Alex, Ross, and myself, and Leon. And Leon. <sighs> Sorry, Mick. Speaking of uh, making a loss and giving away stuff for free, we'd also like to thank our sponsor, the Frederick Harold Sock Company. <laughs> 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 yeah, so we welcome everyone into the Frederick Howard Sock Company Studios. This is a tight ship production brought to you by Big Lug Enterprises. So we'll start off with a bit of cricket news 
And the big news out of Australia at the moment is ding dong, the Duke is dead. Well, he's dead in Australia at least. So Cricket Australia has announced they will be dropping the use of the uh, Duke ball for the 2021 oh. season. Oh, so, I thought you meant John Hastings was dead. I thought, <laughs> fuck, he's pretty upbeat about that. Fucking hell. He did buy a cafe down in Frankston right before COVID, so he might be in some strive. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, all right, so if those of you may not remember, the Duke ball was introduced into the Sheffield Shield in the 2016-17 season. The whole this idea is that was, long ago. Yeah, the whole idea was, it was basically, first half of the year was Kookaburra, second half of the year was Duke. Um, the idea was basically to build to the 2019 Ashes in England and yeah. get the Australian players used to the more um, swing-friendly ball that is the Duke. Um, so basically, Cricket Australia has declared mission accomplished because uh, we retained the Ashes in England. So they're going back to Kookaburra for the entire 2021 season. Um, so CA's head of cricket operations, Mr. Peter, wrote to assume is at Howard's replacement. Um, has said it was right. It was the right time to revert back to the exclusive use of Kookaburra for first-class competition. The introduction of the Duke's ball has been a worthwhile exercise, particularly in the lead-up to overseas Ashes series when the Duke is used so well by our English opponents. We have noted that spin bowlers in the Sheffield Duke have been playing less of a role in recent seasons, most notably in games when the Duke ball is in use. We need spinners bowling in first-class cricket and we need our batters facing spin, so we hope the change to one ball will have a positive benefit. Right. So, this seems like it's the biorhythms of cricket. Oh, we're really shit against spin, so let's promote spin bowling. Oh, we got roll for 75 at Headingley. Oh, let's put Dukes in. Oh, we're shit against spin in India. Well, you know, seems like it just flip-flops. Like, and it's the same with, like, how they prepare pitches, right? Mm. So about what was it? I reckon it was about eight years ago. They went real hard on preparing feisty wickets because our batsman was not good enough unless it was a flat deck, right? Yeah. Which then leads to no one bowling spinners because you. Why would you? Because just bowl, you know, Dan Christian is your bloody fifth bowler or something like that because he's going to yeah. get more wickets than Swepson or whatever. And then you know, then <clears throat> excuse me, then onto the Duke's ball. Experiment, which I guess sort of worked. The results in England were what they were. I mean, if that's, Payne yeah, didn't go by true. himself and decide to bowl first on that last test, we probably would have won the series. But I don't know. Yeah, that's my thoughts anyway. It just seems to ebb and flow, and oh, they go, oh, we do it one way, and then five years later, we'll do it the opposite, and then we'll go back to the original. Anyway, that's my thoughts. Yep. What do you think, David? Jagged fucking Tim Payne, that's what I think. Straight <laughs> into him. Oh, mate, eighth test as captain. Cop that one, big fella. You've cost us the bloody ashes. Oh, well, he fucking did. And he, Not, and nuts did on you, the lawn. Did you watch the test where they showed the footage of everyone up in the bloody coach's box when he made oh. the decision? Everyone's like, why did he do that? What? <laughs> what? And it's like, how do you not have a plan before you go out there? I gave up after two episodes of that test series because... It's just the same shit everyone on this call has ever seen or said before in the cricket sheds. So that's why it was so uh, intriguing to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. That you don't act like. I just like discovering that Finch and I truly are soulmates and basically approach <laughs> cricket the exact same way. <laughs> so I was very happy with that. What about you, Roscoe? Any thoughts on the uh, the ditching of the Duke? 
Oh, I think they should make it mandatory now that you've got to open the bowling with a spinner. <laughs> <laughs> to please Steve O'Connor. Yeah. West Domino yeah. style. <laughs> just, just for Gin's yin and yang, yeah. Oscillating between one extreme to the other. Yeah, two now, spinners. Every have to pick two spinners. They both have to open until the ball is stuffed. Yeah. So that byproduct of that, it teaches bowlers to bowl with an old ball. Bring yeah, that super spin. Earlier, yeah, super sub, yeah. <laughs> Spinners bowl 25 at the start. players, that thing. <laughs> 25 <laughs> over spell opening and then never appear again in the test match. Stop <laughs> into an ice bath with your shoulder <laughs> up above your head. So, um, baseball with the pitchers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Into the bullpen. So after I this announcement was made, current spin bowling coach Craig Howell, who I didn't think he what was. What kind did they be? Guy, but anyway. Red. Um, he believes that ditching the Duke is not enough to help Australia's first-class spinners and has asked for more spin-friendly pitches to be developed. Mm-hmm. Howard has echoed comments recently made by retired New South Wales drunk, sorry, I mean spin bowlers, <laughs> <Steve O'Keefe, laughs> that maybe that the answer is scarifying or raking pitches on a good length to, to encourage <laughs> spin and early wear. I'm all for scarifying, as you guys know. You know I love a good scarifier. But raking the pitch on a length, what is this? I'll just put the chair at square leg and see if you can hit it. Fucking hell. This is this is what you said, though, Alex, because a few years ago, it's like the pitches were all too green and, yeah, they're yeah. only bombing, you know, five medium paces and then they go the other way and then, oh, it's too batsman friendly and then yeah. go back the other way and there's, there's green tops everywhere. It's like... Yeah. You just gotta stop mucking around with it and trust the curators. Yes. And all I'd say to the curators is if possible, I know you know weather conditions and other stuff that I don't know about affect them, but try and have those pitches to keep the characteristics that in a sense they've in inverted commas always had. Yes, yeah. yeah. Even though the wacker never yeah, had I it. Know. I Even know. back to nineteen sixty seven, it was like it used mm. to be bouncy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. The, the, um, SCG yeah, I suppose they wouldn't often though New South Wales play two spinners that much. I don't know. I don't feel like any team really. Well, it's only um, four days, isn't it, Shield Cricket? So it's hard yeah. to sort of pick two spinners because usually, yeah. you know, historically it's that fifth day where it breaks up and the second spinner might come into play. But when it's only a four-day game, it's probably not as conducive yeah. to two. That's a good point. Like the... Thanks. You might be preparing a no worries. You might be preparing a pitch differently for a four day game than a five day game. Mm, yeah, potentially. Yeah. yeah. What do we know? Really? Yeah. Well, I think it's just. I think it's the. There's a little bit of the. Um, just get fucking better. Like if you're a spin bowler and you can't get in the side, just get fucking better. Like it's like you you can't alter pitches. So Lloyd Pope. Is more effective. That's just too fucking bad if he's not good enough. Like, they're not, they're not going to go and put matting down. You know? No, but like, <laughs> make any pitch good enough. Well, they're going to fucking rake a leg. They might <laughs> just put Back their in concrete. This time that you're talking about him and they're trying to make him greener and all that. Wasn't um, John Holland the leading wicket taker in the Shield one year? Oh, I don't know if it was that far back. He was. It was like was that, yes. Oh. I was just going to say I've got a new idea for pitches. Yeah. Um, Dig in those little orange um, slips cradles on a length. <laughs> <laughs> then, if the bowler can hit that, then we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm going to go back to mediums if you fucking introduce that. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. 
on a leg, just this thing that picks up and pokes the shit. Just cuts uh, back four feet at you. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of spinners and first class and so forth, cricket, this is an interesting stat that um, Mr. Craig Howard put forward that was in this article I read, which I actually thought was uh, gives us a bit of an insight. So, um, at the Adelaide Oval in the last three, in the last season, so we're talking about last year. Three out of every 100 overs were bowled by a frontline spinner. So I'm not talking a part-timer. I'm not talking like a Travis Head or someone like that. I'm talking like Zampers, your John Holland, your forward arm, arm is that kind of that kind of a guy. Three out of 100 overs at the Adelaide Oval. Yet in the 2018 Test match against India, to be fair, the Indians, 41, 41% of the overs they bowled in that game were bowled by spinners. Right. So it does show that maybe it's not the pitchers, maybe it's the Atlas. I think it's more, they're blaming pitchers and all that, but fuck them, there it is. They're only at the top of their, they're only at the top of their field. They don't know what they're talking about. I think it shows that there's just, it comes down to what, you, to what your team's strong at. Because if you had a sat, if you had to put that, that in front of me and said, England did that, I'd be like, oh, fuck, now that's saying something. Yeah, but it's yeah. India. Like, India's always going to bowl a lot of spinners. Yeah. They know how to bowl yeah. spin. They know how to captain Eat spin. Yeah. We can just bowl them. That's what you're doing. Yeah. And if it, the ball gets hit somewhere, <laughs> put a fielder there. That's yeah. the Indian yeah. way. Usually um, deep point. Deep point it. from ball one. That's yeah. right. I was going to say, Mick, probably there's not enough... Well, I don't want to say not enough because I don't fucking know anything, but... It, it appears that there's not enough good captains within the first class setup to trust a spin yeah. bowler and to say, look, we're going to get 10, 15 out of here today, or you know, 20, 30, whatever it is, a spinner yeah. should be bowling in first class cricket and just back a bloke and, and see, because he's not going to be like bowling leg spin, you'd know, Alex. It's not easy yeah. just to be on first ball. You're going to need some time, need some fields to help you out. And then once you're able to hit a length, then build some pressure. But yeah. if you're out after the third over, then what fucking hope have you got? You just go back and stand at Gully or Mid On or wherever they put yeah. shit spins. Yeah, well, I think it does add a little bit of credence to as much as it pays me to say this. But what Shane Warne's been barking on about for what seems like a decade now that there needs to be more emphasis on teaching and educating first class players and skippers on how to use a spinner properly because it clearly appears to be something that. Some of the guys don't have a grasp on because then you go to our to our national setup, and our spinner is one of our best weapons. Yet, mm. yeah, the way the way you look at it across the rest of the states, he's the only one in all of Australia that can do that can do it. No one else can do it. And the other yeah. thing is, they come along these bloody elite pathways all the time, and they don't play cricket with older people anymore who yeah. sort of teach them how to captain or like in first class cricket, for example, they all play in their under 18s team or their under 19s yeah. team, and then they get into a first class team for 15 tests and they're playing test cricket somehow. So, yeah. or they're out, you know, that they've been fucked off. So yeah. not many actually just play district cricket for, you know, five, 10 years and then make it into a, you know, uh, first class setup and they've come along and learn how to captain along the way or learn some lessons yeah. along the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that uh, Mike Hussey said in his review of South Australian cricket too. Mm-hmm. It was very big on creating a strong uh, premier cricket Pathway and also respecting it. Over to you, Ross. Mm, I think it's a worrying trend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I passed over to you. It was good. 
I, I, one, I, 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 Ross, I've just got my hand up. Can you cross to me, please? Oh, yes, Alex. Uh, it's concerning. Yes, very, very. Um, the one thing that, that does the uh, three out of 100 overstat does show you that there's not the Australian batsmen probably aren't facing enough first class level spin. Yeah, that's it very might also explain yeah. why spinners are so effective in the BBL. Uh, that's a good point. And that is a well, we've really sort of brushed over that stat. And how damning is that? So you bowl hundred overs in a day, three of them are from your spinner. Why is he at the fucking side? Yeah. Well, that's Just bowl it. fucking <laughs> you open it bowls Donkey drops. Like, who cares? Like, you're fucking not actually... You're not looking at them going, they're going to yeah. contribute. And that's across... That's across... That's at the... Is at, at, at Just at Adelaide Oval, was it? Or was yeah, it that was yeah, just at Adelaide yeah. Oval last season. Yeah. Which is probably a place where you would... The probably spinners get more yeah, of a go. Right, it, it does raise the question wow. to add this up and Pope to set on that Zampa. So they had frontline spinners. So yeah. it does yeah. raise the question... Um, I'd like to know how many other overs outside of the three out of a hundred are bowled by like a head or yeah, someone yeah, else yeah. who bowls part-time offies. Cause that, cause Howard deliberately said frontline and left out part-timers. And I reckon that's because I reckon the part-timers ups it because I reckon yeah, Travis yeah. head would bowl a lot of fucking overs. At, um, yeah, I agree. In, in think, I think to be fair, neither um, Pope nor, Zampa are really frontline spinners, are they? So no, maybe that's, that's the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> they might not be part time well, as well. They're well, part time spinners, part time cordial fucking mix. Part time guy for look alike. But well, by definition, Pope is a frontline spinner now, at least. He's the yeah. only one they've got. Um, but that's amazing, though. So let's say there's four days of the fucking first class match. One three overs out of every day gets bowled by a frontline spinner. Effectively, yeah. So you don't normally bowl three. You know, you don't normally bowl equally across all four days. Yeah. <laughs> so it means like they're not bowling probably at all with the first two days, and they're bowling like six a day for the last. That's unbelievable to me. Well, one does twelve overs for the entire match. Yeah, so yeah, it's not a lot. And that's there's a spinner on both teams. <laughs> They're bowling, what, six each? No wonder how fucking fastballs <laughs> break down so much. There's no spinners giving them a fucking break. Like, Jesus. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> in Shield, do they bowl 96 overs a day or 104 or something? Uh, um, something something more than test match anyway. Yeah, I think it might be 16 yeah. an hour, so six more, 96. Yeah. So, yeah. So that 100 means that, well, 100 is not a day's play. 96 yeah. is. So they might yeah. be getting three overs. <laughs> <laughs> you get one and a half. Yeah, you lose, you lose two overs <laughs> each on each side. One and a half overs on each side. Oh, my God. All right. It's dire. Everyone's just going in with a full pace attack and Adelaide Oval. Like, one and team Tassie, probably had a spinner and that's it. I don't reckon Tassie have had a spinner since yeah. Doherty. Oh, they've got Faulkner. Oh, he's gone now, but yeah. <laughs> they've had four pace bowlers for yeah, oh, yeah. this this decade basically. They they yeah. use Bo Webster as their part timer. Yeah, yeah, he's their spinner. About yeah. seven. Same thing got front line, but he's class as no. a part timer. Yeah, 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 so. yeah. Lots of teams would have that. Their, their sort of spin option would be their fifth bowler. Yeah, who's actually a batsman. Yeah. Speaking of Bo Webster, he plays in the BBL. Speaking of the BBL, it's over to Ross to talk about next year's BBL fixture. 
Yes, this year's BBL fixture. This year's, Go, this yeah. next season. How about that? Next season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yep, uh, so it's 60 days it's going to go for, more than 60 days, and it's the earliest ever start. And the, the first ball is going to be bowled on December the 3rd, and the final is scheduled for February the 6th. Okay, it's a lot of interesting days. stuff. Yeah, yeah, so um, usually <laughs> they'd start um, just the week before Christmas, but... Uh, yeah. They've gone now and pushed. It's going to start. So the first test against India is on the 3rd of December. That's uh, in Brisbane. And that'll finish at 6 p.m. And then at 7 p.m. the Big Bash starts. That's. I think that's a smart decision. Yeah, I think so too, actually. It's sort of like cricket's on. It's all yes. on at once. Yeah, you can't miss it. You can't sort of come late to the party and don't realise that BBL is on a test and it's all on together. actually don't yeah. mind that. It does make for a very long tournament when they... Um, Still can't wrap it up before early Feb. Can you say on again for me, just for one more time? It's on. It's definitely on. It's on. It's on. Again, on. So, um, yes, there's uh, games on pretty much every day of the week, as usual. Less double-headers, very few afternoon games, like they scheduled previously. And it's the 10th season. Mm. So, we... BBL, BBL 10 in BBL 20. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> is that a that. paper, the anniversary? Yeah, yeah. It's tin, isn't it? Tin. <laughs> oh, what, a, what a metal. One of my favourite mm. metals, tin. I can yeah. see how you're missing a trick here, but like, I know Australia Day's recently become reserved for an ODI match to be played and all that, but surely you fucking put the BBL final on Australia Day. Oh, oh, yeah, you would think right. so. Because yeah. those, those events that have a fixed date yeah. become very um, memorable to people. Mm. You know, like Boxing Day Test Match, New Year's Test Match on the 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th of January, whenever it starts, you know. <laughs> so to have that iconic Australia Day BBL finals, yeah, I think that's a great idea. Mm. But anyway. Uh, then all you got to do is just get that date and schedule that. Of the... Yeah, that's it. I agree, Nick. Yeah. Anyway, Sorry, yeah, um, I cut you off then, buddy. No, no, right. It might have been a political thing. They might have seen the writing on the wall with all the stuff going around about Australia Day. And oh, thought yeah. maybe it's a bad look to post our marquee thing on that day. Yeah, but that was 10 years ago and it wasn't as bad. That that mentality about Australia Day has kind of amped up in the last probably four or five years. So. Oh, I thought you were talking about this year's I think final. they should have done it from the start. Oh, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah it makes sense 10 years ago. Agreed, yeah. Uh, and then people would talk about the BBL final like they talk about Conrad Essendon on Anzac Day, you know. <laughs> That's it, mate. Yeah. You it's can't it. have Anzac Day without Essendon. Anytime you can tie yeah. Collingwood to anything in Australia, yeah. fucking money, mate. Just fucking printing. <laughs> Mother's Day or whatever the Queen's yeah, Birthday mate, just fucking Mother's Day. Open the vault and just yeah. wheel it all fucking in, mate. Like it's just that <laughs> <laughs> Some of the... But, um, yeah, Highlights. I did. Yeah, I suppose like you were saying, Ross, the big thing is is that it's it's nearly a full week longer than last year, which people complained about it being. Mm. Well, people, as in I, because I'm a person, complained about it being <laughs> too long, got fucking bored of it. Um, but I did mm. notice that a tweet that got posted and quickly deleted from one Christopher Lynn that said, yeah. "Oh, it looks <laughs> like we're overcooking the golden goose once again when this picture got announced." And then he deleted it pretty much straight away after posting it. So. You know what I'd say to Chris Lynn, Mick? Hit the ball harder? I'd say, 
No, I say you can just walk away from your contract anytime you feel like it. Right? Yeah. If it's too much, <laughs> if it's too hard, and you don't want to do it, I understand. Just walk away and give all the money back. He was fault anyway. It's yeah. their fault anyway because they travel around all year yeah. like bloody oh. golden gooses anyway. So fuck them. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. Pay. Like they you want to take money every other comp, but they want to play in their own domestic comp. They can get fucked. Oh, I love it. Fine, I'll go hard on him too. You fucking a shit cricketer. Go shove it up your fucking ass. <laughs> but he did start. He complained last year when it got amped up to fourteen games as well. So this has been his gripe for two six. Sounds like he just complains a lot. That day. yeah, he's, and just... he's saying yeah, he's saying like oh the blokes are tired and stuff. Mm. It's like professional cricketers make. <clears throat> I'll get tired for fucking hundred grand for seven weeks yeah. or whatever the fucking uh, thing it is. But the thing yeah. about it is, like, Paul was saying, like, there's all these comps around the world, and like, they all overlap. But you don't have to fucking play in every fucking one of them. Yeah. Like, you can go, okay, right, the Caribbean's in March. I'm gonna play in that. Pakistan's at the end of April, start of May. I'll play in that. That gives me a gap off in between. Such an India's at this time. You can be crystalline. You're mad not to play in that because of the money involved. Yeah. Then what's your name starts the BBL start like something's a month after that, and the BBLs. But you could easily sit there and go, right, I'm not gonna do South Africa. I'm not going to do Zimbabwe. I'm not going to do Bangladesh. And you, I'm, I'm sure Chris Lim, with his reputation for the next at least 12 months, because it's going to go downhill pretty soon, <laughs> could, walk away, could walk away from those tournaments with half a million dollars or, mm. or more. So, like, I don't see, like, yeah, okay, it might be annoying and more games and rah, 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 but it's just like, well... You can plan it better that you're not away for big extended periods of time. If you're away for that amount of time, that's on you because you're scheduling your own tournaments yourself. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe probably doesn't. Probably says he managed to do it. And then he goes, yeah. what? I'm so busy. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> but it's the I old take no interest in my own affairs and now this must, comes along. Must be Cricket Australia's yeah. fault. It's yeah. the old Anthony yeah. Mundine theory where, like, he... He beats up a bloke and the fight's no good. As yeah, this bloke's a bum. Rah, 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 rah. And you look at him and go, who's your promoter? You fucking, you promote yourself, you dumb cunt. You sign him. <laughs> it's your fault, he's shit out. The same as Chris Lynn. It's your fault. You fucking tired, you dickhead. But yeah, anyway. Mm. <laughs> good uh, boxing analogy, man. I like it. <laughs> it's, it always, it's a mundane thing. It shits me up the wall. Danny Green's not <laughs> better. Good podcast. Danny Green's yeah. not better. There's some I think most boxes will be like that. Yeah. Mm. There's some interesting uh, scheduling uh, thingies happening around this um, thing. Yeah, so, good things around some things, but that's, yeah, that's it. So there's the day night test coming out of Adelaide, I think it is. So there's no, there's five games, five days off there for that. Okay. Yep. Mm. And then um, kickstart again you know, a week later. And uh, play right through to Christmas Eve and then start again Boxing Day, obviously, right through. Two games on the 2nd of Jan, only one on the 1st of Jan. Missed a trick there again, Bull. Mm-hmm. Anyway, never mind. Um, and then there's ODIs <laughs> scheduled for late Jan, but they're not actually taking a break this time. So okay. uh, they're playing through. So there's big clashes with ODIs on and BBL on at the same time. On That's about, interesting. Yeah, including Australia Day. There's a BBL oh, game on Australia okay. and an ODI against New Zealand. Oh, so two BBL games, basically. So there you go. It's I wonder if the BBL games will be on them. Um, <laughs> BBL games will be on seven and the uh, ODIs will be on Foxtel. 
So that's interesting. Yeah. So there's a BBL being more visible than an ODI potentially. Mm, extremely mm. worrying trend. Very concerning. Venues being used this year include Coffs Harbour and um, Metricon Stadium on the Gold Coast. I'm sure with the MCG as well, mate. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eddie Had Stadium, um, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So oh, Stadium. Yeah. Boot Stadium. Oh, yeah. there's, there's a reason I said this, as well as um, <laughs> the ground at Launceston, Utah Stadium. Um, because Cricket Australia said that due to COVID, they weren't going to go to, to regional venues. Aha. Uh-huh. Mm, no Ballarat. Yes. Yeah, so they, well, they, they stopped going. They went to Maui. They've been to Maui the last two or three years, and Alice Springs as well. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, those regional areas they can't go to due to COVID, apparently. Um, but then actually they did some analysis on Crick Info and said um, as, as broadcasting costs means they've cut down the number of regional places, but they are still going to some regional places. So I just thought that was a nice bit of spin. It's a very minor point, but it's a nice bit of spin from Cricket Australia yeah. from COVID for not yeah. going to Moe anymore. Seems like everyone's blaming COVID. For yeah. I don't want to do it to anymore. Do for years, yeah. yeah some have been wanting to get. would blame COVID and stop going to Moe in pre-season as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, New venue though, the junk. Oh, the junk. Stars versus strikers on Sunday, the 20th of December at the junk with a capacity of 7,000 people. So that's interesting. Rather than mowing, it's at the junk. Right. So it's a standing room, isn't it? To the junk. Day game. Yes. Yep. It's a double header Sunday. So afternoon game. Yeah. Yeah. So that's different. I'm going to say it's probably going to be a carnival atmosphere at that ground. <laughs> that yeah. All righty. So mm, on the back of that dead air, which is fantastic. Speaking of junk, we're going to talk about a, a proposed uh, limited overs tour of, of the UK. So Australia have announced a six-man squad for a for a possible possible upcoming UK tour, so nothing's penciled in, nothing's in bold yet. We're picking fucking blokes to take over there for some reason. So, you know what? I guess George Bayer's got to earn his money somehow. So fucking good on him. <laughs> Alrighty. So, um, I've got the squad here in front of me, so I'll read it out in no particular order. That's lights actually in alphabetical order, so I'll read it out in that. So, it's, so we've got um, so we've got Sean Abbott, uh, oh, Ashton Agar, Yardbuck up first. <laughs> <or> <laughs> Uh, Ashton Agar, Alex Carey, <laughs> Patrick Cummings, oh, Ali Alligator, Finch, Josh Hazelwood, Travis the Head Job, Usman Kamashwa, Manus Flying Lasagna, Nathan Lyon, Mitchell Marsh, Glenn Maxwell, the Sextape Betty McDermott, Riley the Music Festival Meredith, Michael Morris Nessa, Josh Philippe, Dan Sams, Darcy Short, Kane Richardson. Steve Smith. I don't know who that is. It's a very generic name. Mm. Could be anyone. Um, Mr. Must Stark. Be um, Stoinkoff. Marcus Stoinis. Andrew Matty Wade. David Warner. And Adam Zampa. So, Andrew Sutton-Tye is not even contracted for WA anymore. It's a T20 squad. So. Yeah, yeah, I like, know. So, yeah, he's, he doesn't have a... Yeah, so he doesn't have a... Yeah, but the state contracts are mainly based on their first pass team skin. So no, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. I understand, but yeah. there wouldn't be too many folks in that team. 
<laughs> Ross is copying me being condescending <laughs> my hand movements. Um, there wouldn't be too many guys in that 26 that aren't contracted. No, that's um, there's a few that shouldn't be, but yeah, I don't know. Much. I can't verify that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Neither can I, but I'm just, you know, speculating. <laughs> I wonder what uh, Ball thinks of this. Maybe but, like, perhaps um, he's on mute. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. But before I'll get Bull's thoughts in a sec, but one of the big things that came out of this was a bit of a, I won't say it was an uproar on Twitter, but a lot of people were enjoying pointing it out. Sean Marsh wasn't in the side. And um, anyone who watched him at the Renegades this year is probably not surprised by that. So, um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so what do you, what do you think, Dave? I'm still reeling from the um, BBL fixture. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That was probably a bit too much excitement for me in one night. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Wait till I get to my 11. Yeah. <laughs> I'll firm up in the jodpers, that's for sure. I don't really care. It's a, it's a mini bloody tour, isn't They're it? They're a really? cricket podcast. You've got to yeah. care. You've got to at least pretend. <laughs> this guy. Give it across yeah. to fucking... the listener that you care. I don't care about a limited <laughs> overs list A game that might go ahead or might not go ahead. You know what I mean? I Once they it. tell me when they're playing, I'll be happy about yeah. it. All right. Well, what would you like to talk about, Paul? <laughs> yeah, you can talk, talk about it. It's fine. You asked me my thoughts. I gave my thoughts. <laughs> yes, Roscoe. I like the idea that they're going to spend a month in quarantine. So two weeks when they land in England, they're going to just sit around playing cards or whatever before they can play six games of cricket in two weeks because mm. that's what it would probably take. Yeah. So that's doubled the length of the tour. And um, then they come back to Australia. They're going to have to go into quarantine in Australia for another two weeks. So by two weeks cricket, you're going to spend four weeks in quarantine. Do you think that will kill off the three ODI satellite tours, Ross? The you know the yes. ones, the money grab ones. Yes, I think it will because no one's going to put. Yeah, you know, not the yeah, three ODIs in particular. You might. Is there no way you're going to go even just for six games? I know this is the first time, and they probably still need. It's all about money, mm. so. I think it's going to happen, but that's a crazy schedule to have to run to. Four yeah. weeks in ISO to play two, six games of cricket, six limited yeah. overs games of cricket over about two weeks. Mm. That's that's ridiculous ratios. Twice as long in, in ISO as playing time. Um, but I did hear that Aaron Finch said that um, they'd spend the quarantine time doing like a, a mini camp. That's <laughs> um, two weeks. How long is their camp you usually go for? And then a warm down. Three and a half weeks. Mate, they must have a good, you know, those campers you see with good setups. It's uh-huh. like, oh, they've got the fridge, the generator, there's a couple of shotguns leaning up against a tree. You know, there's four dogs, there's a fucking ski boat out in the river. And you go, oh, yeah, yeah, you camp for a long time. You don't just come down for the weekend, these guys. <laughs> you, know. you got the caravan with all the stuff built around. So oh, yeah, no, anywhere. and they've got the four and tents. Then. It'll connect with like a patio in the middle of the tents. Yeah. I reckon oh. the closest Finch he's ever got to camping is eating Maccas in his car in the car park. Mate, he's from Colac. He would have shot something out the bush. <laughs> his somewhere. whole life would have been a camp. Yeah, fuck <laughs> His house is a camp. He's living in Colac. Ross, I was going to say that mm. do you think now if we're going to go in these COVID times, kind of back to when you had to get a boat to go to England? 
So you may as well be there for six well. months because it takes yeah. fucking forever to get there. You might as well quarantine on the belt. You can quarantine yeah, on the quarantine boat. On the boat. <laughs> two weeks, yeah. happy days. Two, weeks two words, mate. Ruby princess. I don't think that's <laughs> the boat No, anymore. I mean like, okay, he's didn't explain that well, I will admit. <laughs> but I'm saying he's like, they're not going to be short tours anymore because yeah. you have to spend so much time mm. doing all this I shit. Think, you I may as well so. do the test, the ODIs, the T20s. Yes. Yes, which yeah. is sort of what we were hinting at before, those uh, three ODI. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We've done a, yeah. Australia's done plenty of like, we fly to South Africa for <laughs> 12 days and then yeah. fly back again. Yeah. No. Yeah. Lose Just three ODIs tests. and fly and might, back. Yeah. You might get longer test series too. Because you go, if we're going to yeah. go, we'll stop yeah. mucking around playing two, we'll play three. Or we'll stop playing four, yeah. we'll play five. Mm. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. That's right down our alley. That's sort of mm-hmm. one good thing to come out of this crisis. Interesting with the current England tour, and I won't talk about the interesting bit, but they've scheduled the three tests one week after another. So Wednesday yeah. start, then Thursday, then Friday. And I know they've rotated a lot of the bowlers for different reasons. Yeah. But um, I wonder if we'll see how they go and what the teams say at the end of these three, but I wonder if that might be the future. You just play the tests one week after another. Yeah. It, like in Australia, they always play two in a row, then they have a weekend off. Yeah. Another two in a row. And they have a yeah. But you could get those three match tours taking three weeks rather than four, just playing one, two, three like that. Anyway, Australia's tour of Sri Lanka in 2016 was just like that. It was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Bang, yeah, bang, okay. bang. Yeah. Anyway, no one plays yeah. warm up matches, so that weekend off, they don't do anything. They just uh, yeah. they go camping. Yeah. Yeah. Mini the Fitch's property. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's the squad for a fucking two of them. Why not even happen? So for some reason, it was on, <laughs> it was on the internet, so we talked about it. So um, yeah, we're sorry, Bull. We're yeah. so sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's all right. It's just, if it happens, it happens. You know what I mean? That's my thoughts on it. <laughs> All righty, so uh, we'll move on from that. But still, we're going to stick in the UK, but because as we know, um, the other big news the last fortnight was the return of Test cricket. So, uh, so England are currently hosting the West Indies, and um, with that, we're going to see the return of my favourite segment, the Made Up Match Report. Yes, so, um, this one so, I do care about. So, we head along to the Rose Bowl in Southampton, and shock horror, it's fucking raining. So only the fucking English are stupid enough to create a sport that requires five days of rain-free weather. But yeah. So Stokes is skipper because Rude has taken a break for the birth of his second child. You hear that? That was the sound of Grandpa Ian spitting out his whiskey and cornflakes. <laughs> anyway, so Stokes met West Indies skipper and severely underrated all-rounder Jason Holder in the middle for the toss. Holder calls in correctly and the decision reverses the Stokes. We'll kick off, thanks. The ump turns to Stokes and goes, mate, this isn't a busy street in Bristol. This is a test match. (laughs) Ah, I guess we'll have a bat then. So, (laughs) and bat they did. So, well, 10 out of 11 did anyway. Tom Sibley forgot that the stick in his hand was for him, got old shouldering fucking arms. Nice one, Gin. What kind of fuckwit does that? (laughs) Alex, Alex. Oh, me. Uh, <laughs> at least two times, but probably more. I might have forgotten some. Uh, so there's not too much else to write home about in the rest of the English batting. Stokes went full English captain and top score without even making a half ton. Maybe that is full <laughs> New Zealand captain. Accurate either way. So, uh, <laughs> the true highlight of the English first innings is the Windies bowling with big Shannon Gabriel taking four for 62 and the skipper holding a nabbing six for 42. 
two uh, as the as they rolled the palms for two hundred and four. The Windies uh, batting innings start a little bit better than the palms as Craig Bathwaite and John Soups Campbell achieved an EBP, <laughs> putting on forty three <laughs> for the first wicket. <laughs> Bathwaite with top score was sixty five, and the keeper Shane Dowrich would get himself sixty one. Roston Chase, some fucking ripping names in this Western Indies. Yeah. Make like 47 as the Windies would make 318 and take a 114 run lead into the second half of the match. With the pill, Stokes led the way, taking four for 49. And the old stager himself, Jimmy Broken Fucking Army Anderson, took three for 62. Dropper Archer forgot to invent himself, forgot to invent himself some first innings wickets, taking zero <laughs> for 61. The second time up, the English openers fared a little bit better, putting together a 72-run partnership before Rory, the home brand, Jack Sparrow's Burns, was dismissed for 42. <laughs> Partner Don Sibley made 50, and once again, the ginger ninja, Ben Stokes, was amongst the runs with 46. But it was the 22-year-old right-handed batsman, Radical Zach Crowley, top scoring <laughs> with 76. <laughs> and possibly singling, signaling the end of Joe Denley's career once Joe Root returns. Mm. England finished with three, sorry, finished with 313 runs and seeing the Windies 200 runs for victory. Best of the West Indian bowling was once again Shannon Gabriel with five for 75, which gave him nine for 137 for the match. So as... Folks pulled in the bowling group. He turned to the group and he said, let's go get them and walk off. As we know, if you don't say, we've got them, they've got to get them, you fucking <laughs> you lose. And lose they like fucking did. <laughs> so the Windies, the Windies did slump for three for 27, as well as well as Big Soup's Campbell, who retiring hurt. But Shane Dorridge and Roston Chase steadied the ship. And then Jermaine Blackwood finished the job making 95. Soup's would come back late in the innings to help the skipper get the team home. Indies would finish six down for 200 to win by four wickets. Joffre showed up in the second innings and got three for 45. Mm. The match is big, Shannon Gabriel, as the Windies take a 1-0 lead in the series and have one hand on the Wisdom Trophy, which I only learnt that's the trophy of the series by listening to the commentators mention it every five fucking minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's same here, actually. Oh, Christ. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's the made-up match report for uh, the first test. So, um... I know you watched a bit of it, Ken. I, yep. I don't know about the other you other boys yeah, watched I did. a bit of it as well. Yep. So, thoughts on what we saw? Just nice to have it back, isn't it? Really, I it think is. that's the yeah. that's something that we do care about. Games that are actually ongoing and are of test level. So, um, just nice to see the bloody pill flying around again in England um, as it yep. wants to do. Um, yeah, no crowd was a bit strange, but it was a West Indies Test match, so not unusual. <laughs> um, but yeah, no band in the crowd, no steel drums, Ross. That would have that would have put you oh. off watching the coverage. Was there a, was there a weird looking pedo dude with a cricket bat? Hold um, on, with a cricket bat thank you very much. No, no, no. Bumble Allegedly. only started commentating the second Test, mate. He wasn't there for the first. Fuck him, hell. With a cricket bat guitar playing one half of like Money for Nothing, nothing and then <laughs> stop it halfway through is the best part of the song. Money yeah. for Nothing and your bang in it. I don't know what I'm saying. What do we get for free? I don't think the skills were too unreasonable. That was all right. Nah, quite good. Yeah. Pretty good middling test match. 
there was a bit of controversy about how little Dom Best bowled in the last dig. Mm. But me watching him, I thought he'd just bowled a shit half-tracker every over and the captain couldn't trust him anymore. So yeah, I think there's a little bit of that mentality, like a bit like first-class cricket here in Australia where the captains just don't trust the guys to get the job done. Yeah, oh, he just he didn't bowl well to be honest. Why? Yeah, go for us. Was he trying his best? (laughs) (laughs) The problem is, only trying his best, so it wasn't good enough. So yeah, he wasn't, (laughs) and that's a worrying Uh, trend, Ross. If you're not trying your best, you should have just come out and been really determined. (laughs) Yeah. So um, they said his best isn't good enough, Ross. His best isn't good enough. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We will never rest until our good is bare and our bare best. Um, so one little thing oh. about this test match, usually to look at was a little bit different, is that this is the first test match that the uh, ICC has approved sponsorship across the front of the cricket jersey. Yes. Oh, I shouldn't okay. say jersey. It's not a jersey. Cricket shirts and cricket um, vests and jumpers. Winters. So. That was in re- uh, response to basically the threat of losing sponsors and sponsorship money due to less cricket being around. So this, from all, from what I've read everywhere, this is only going to be on the table for 12 to 18 months. I fully expect that to be extended and it'll just be, this is the way yeah. it is from now yeah. on. They'll look Which like I don't like think is that big of a deal. Suit. What was that? They'll look like a NASCAR suit. Yeah. Be like Ricky Bobby. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a pit crew for a drag team. Yeah. I don't think it was too bad. I mean, the West Indies cabinet looks good. You, I don't yeah. really notice this. It's the same as when they bought the numbers and the names on the back of the shirt. Uh, yeah. People yeah. care for two minutes and then no one even notices them. Yeah. I think the reality of it is, is that between ODI and T20 cricket, we've already got it. Yeah. So it's not like this big, like, oh my God. Like, it's just, it's gone from those into this third arm of the of the sport that's so like yeah okay it's there now. i think aside from the american mm-hmm. sports which sport doesn't have a sponsor plus yeah well the that's it might or, be like wimbledon tennis or tennis in yeah gym. potentially yeah but there i think you'd find that most other like the afl does it rugby does it even in england um, soccer, soccer yeah, does it yeah it's just it's pretty much just a commercial fucking reality now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, good to get a bit when we watch these matches with some big sponsor. It doesn't exist anymore, like the old yeah, ANSET big... when you watch old ADIs. Like <laughs> yeah, a big Nokia sponsorship yeah. across the front <laughs> 10 years ago. Yeah. That would have been good. Big <laughs> three, <laughs> the big number three before three got yeah. bought out by Vodafone. Yeah. yeah, Rolf Harris, bloody music lessons or something. <laughs> Uh, go all right, so the windies look good, but so the see Jared from uh, Subway over the front of the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll move on from that. So the wing is oh, hurt me back laughing. That, that's Ow. funny. That's funny because um, old Cornwheel wears a sixty-inch pair of pants. So <laughs> got a lot in common. Tidy it up, So um, yeah. So the windies look good. I think the um talk of them being <laughs> back to their big, scary, demolishing seventies and eighties best is a little bit premature, but. There's definitely signs there that they do have some building blocks to start creating a very um, competitive side around. That being said as well, the type of bowling they have probably lends itself a little bit to English conditions with the ball moving around a little bit. Like They've got a few of those guys that are at that, you know, 130 to 135, you know, 128 kind of K pace. 
with the ball doing a little bit of nipping that kind of works in their favour. So it'll be interesting to see how they go the next time they come out to Australia because yeah. um but I still think there's plenty to like about it. I like Craig Brathwaite. He looks he looks good. He's and he has been looking good for years for a few years now as well. But he looks yeah. good. And there's a few other blokes in their side that really look like they got but unfortunately yeah the big fella um big team didn't get a jersey so that was a little bit disappointing because um it is a great deal of the fucking pre-game the pre-game the pre-marketing for the test was built around the big uh, Rakim and yeah. he didn't get picked. So. The most unflattering photo of himself looking over his yeah. shoulder on an angle. Yeah. It's just like, try and make him look as wide as possible. Us blokes that have been fat or are fat, no, you don't give an angle of your body. You're either straight on or sideways. <laughs> you don't do over the... Anyway, go for uh, Yeah, fully support that message, Alex. Always front <laughs> on, never in profile. Um, yes. I was going to say... Whistling, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, when the West Indies were good in the 70s and 80s, they also had blokes who could bat as well, which yeah. made them even scarier prospect. And I, yeah. don't see, I don't see much like I'm a, you know, a Jermaine Black selector. Yeah, but, five. I mean, and then Jason Holder, who bats, what, five or six or yeah. six, Eight, you know, seven. Under, so, yeah, I don't see where they're going to get, where they're going to run up big scores and then yeah. bowl teams out twice. You know? Yeah, there's potential with the batting lineup, but unfulfilled. So. Yeah, I, yeah. Think like, like, I think if someone like a Brathwaite or Blackwood doesn't get a big score, and you even saw it in that second innings, like they slumped down, then Blackwood made 95, and that's basically why they won. Mm. Where, like, yeah. if, if he gets rolled for like 20, that fucking game's probably over. Oh. So, yeah, mm. well, he's only made one ton, Blackwood, in yeah. Test cricket. And it was like fucking six years ago or something, or uh, four years ago. So yeah, they don't. Yeah. They, yeah, they don't have the greatest batting lineup, yeah. but yeah, he made, mean, he's only made one series defining ninety-five, two and a fourth in his <laughs> chase. But we'll see. What yeah, happens. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was it a ton though. Technically correct, the best kind. No, it was of a dead tree. Doesn't count if it's not a ton, you know. Oh, Dentry. Yeah. Don't set me up, Ross. I don't want to read this <laughs> article. I don't want so, to... So, yeah, we... Fuck, fuck Joe Denley and his dentries. Um, yeah. So, the other fallout from this match occurred in the last couple of days where um, the boys were moving from that test site in Southampton to the current test site, which is the home of Lancashire. And uh, they were given... Certain places they were only allowed to stop along the motorways they drove in cars. Yep. And one, the bloke who invented the car, Joffre Archer, <laughs> decided that um, his flat should have been on the list and it wasn't on the list. So he pulled into his flat. What he did inside his flat, flat, banging randoms. We don't know what happened. but um, <laughs> And then he exited his flat and drove the rest of the way to the ground. And something apparently... With GPS tracking, that's how they caught him or something like that. Some weird fucking yeah. shit. And, so um, they're all so tracked. He, they all had chips on them. Yeah. So he has been stood down for this um, mm. for this test and he's not playing. So I know people were upset that Broad didn't get picked. This seems like a very elaborate way to get Broad back <laughs> on the side. <laughs> yes, Ross. Uh, put your chips out. If you've got a <laughs> GPS chip, put it out. Good job. David. Ross, you've been on a few football trips in your time. Um, what, did you, what would you think it would cost to hire a bus that would seat, oh, let's say 12? Well, <laughs> I think you're going to be 1.5 metres apart, so you need a party bus. And I get a good deal on one of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, especially hire... now. <laughs> what? 
What in the next hire a fucking bus? Like, where's how did the, the West? Fact? How did the West Indies get from Southampton to Old Trafford? Yeah. They go on a bus or they drive their own cars, uh, which they flew hurts. over from Jim- freighted hurts. over from Jamaica. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hurts rental. <laughs> Apparently, I read that the reason they all drove because it would have been less recirculated air around everyone than yeah, a bus. It, it, it does actually make sense when you does think it? about it. Yeah. They're all quarantined. Like, yeah, I know. But if you haven't got it and you've been quarantined for together. Wouldn't you think that it's still okay to board a bus yes, together? You would, yeah, unless someone I... had it and they're asymptomatic. It would actually make sense to travel alone. The, the nonsense they had about designate, they could stop at some county ground and have lunch. <laughs> oh, what a cucumber sandwich! Yeah, and so they could go to particular, yes, particular <laughs> servos. It's a four-hour trip. Just get in your car at eight a.m. Yep. Get out. Put your put your adult diaper on and go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cruise control and, and fucking go. Get in your car. Go. I can load get up the last four episodes of our podcast and just fucking yeah. Phew, Do what they did in Dumb and Dumber and piss into your bottles. Yeah. Yeah. I heard the real reason they didn't take a bus was because Joffre hadn't invented the bus yet. <laughs> so you know. He invented breaking the fucking COVID protocols, yeah, didn't he? he? Joffre let the team down did twice. Invent. Didn't invent a bus and then broke the COVID rules. <laughs> I, think, I think we're being a bit flippant, but um, you know, if we could be serious for just a moment, I think you should get banned for life. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah. He, is, he has risked the greater community and not just his community, like the whole world. So not just the England yep. um, county oh, okay. where he lives, uh, not just his country, not just his continent. The whole world has been put at risk by his selfishness. Mm. And I think if you're going to give Steve Smith a year and Cricket Australia did, I think that, you know, the ECB should nut up and, well, they didn't give fucking Stokes anything for kicking the shit out of someone. But, um, you know, maybe <laughs> they might see the error of their ways, Michael, and and take a hard line stance on this. 100% agree. This He's put a $73 trillion industry on the brink of collapse just because yep. he wanted to go to Annihilation. And he just wanted to pick up his favourite PlayStation controller and take to the fucking hotel. Yep. Like, Left his e-book at home. Offer. Like, you just you can't be doing that. You can't risk an entire industry. You can't... You, he risks the economic stability of the entire world to go to his flat. You can't fucking do enough. it. You just can't do it. Unbelievable, Mick. This is just, not good it's enough. It's just fucking frustrating. Like, so, you not don't see the error of your life, Jofra. You're right. <laughs> Fuck. He went to his flat to pick up his favourite cookbook, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the Matthew uh, Adam one. <laughs> it's prawns. <laughs> it's all prawns. And you put them it's on a barbie. It's prawns. <laughs> One day lemon juice, the next day lime. Don't put soy sauce on it. Yeah. (laughs) Be red. Be red. Fucking Joshua, hey. When do you get one test match, I think? Uh, no, he got uh, yeah, oh, essentially, but five days isolation. And, yeah, okay. yeah, and, and then, then he comes back. They were also planning on resting blokes, which that's thrown out of whack as well. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, but if we could get serious after we got real serious, then oh, uh, I was fucking deadly serious. I was. I just like how dumb is it? Like, oh, it's well, it's a certain level level of entitlement, isn't it? Like. Like, the bubble, you... the gilded bubble, yeah. Alex. I think it he's is. in the wrong bubble. He's meant to be yes. in the COVID bubble. He's still yeah. in his gilded bubble. Not the bio yeah. bubble. 
It's just amazing, isn't it? Like, it fucking, is you've got a job, you're getting paid. Mm. Was it 33,000 people in England have died from COVID? Oh, yeah, I know. It's, it is serious. Like, mm. it's fucking serious over there. And you're still getting paid your multi-million dollar contract. And then you can't just fucking follow the rules for whatever it is, four weeks. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me of a, of a band name, Alex. This is serious, Joffre. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking it seriously. Tizja. Yeah. That's what he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah he totally tizjed all over the place in his, allegedly, <laughs> in his flat. <laughs> allegedly. Which was uh, apparently on the way between the grounds. <laughs> Not really. Oh, isn't it? You'd no. know. Oh, well, you'd know. I've meant no to go, He's meant to go straight up, and you've got to go across a bit, I think, from where. Oh, okay. Yeah. Even worse. Cross it's like he's, he's driving past, I and mean, I'll just duck off fucking two exits yeah. and come back on. Yeah, no, well, because like, a multi-million dollar um, earner per year would have just a flat overlook on a freeway, obviously. So <laughs> he should. Exit ramp straight <laughs> no, on. Really should. <laughs> the exit ramp is actually his driveway. Yeah. Dude, was right in, at 100 k's in was on the handbrake. <laughs> I, um, I hope he come up with a decent excuse. Oh, I saw a stray dog and it took me that way, so I just followed <laughs> it for 40, 50 k's to make sure I got home okay and then I would come back. You know? Oh, yeah, just some, some real sort of AFL football yeah, yeah, excuses yeah. about yeah. why you're somewhere. Yeah. I saw a trail of jelly beans think... and before you knew it, I was, at, was outside my flat. I just didn't know what happened. <laughs> what happened is, Joff, he had a scotch. He doesn't normally have scotch. Yeah, it's <laughs> Good on him. He just walked, he just walked out the wrong door. He just walked out the wrong He got in the freeway and he just went down the wrong way. That's it. Well done, that. Maybe you just maybe put the wrong address in the GPS, mate. Like, you oh, know, yeah. his cricketers aren't the brightest sparks. Maybe you just yeah. went bang. Instead of... Put in the wrong one and then off you went. I know what he did. His GPS, he meant to hit home ground because that's what he calls Old Trafford, even though yeah. it's home ground. And he hit home, home. and it took him to his house. He didn't think. He just drove. Alex is on mute trying to talk to us. Yeah, I know. After giving you shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was sitting there trying to talk, put my hands in the oh, air. Second... Oh, wow. Uh, well, hey, what I was going to oh, say while I was on mute was I've had a couple of scotches yeah, and I don't normally yeah, have yeah. scotch. So the joke works yeah. perfectly now. That's you know why what, I was on mute. What do I have to say about Joffre? <laughs> yes. I'm no. proud of him. I'm, I'm proud of him. Oh, yeah. me too. He's taken his whack. He's yeah. taken his whack. That's it. He's been a good citizen of England cricket for 12 months. Yep. You haven't hurt anyone besides yeah. all the people who've got COVID, you know, yeah. that's it. Apart from Steve Smith, when he fucking caved his skull, he hasn't hurt anyone that's else. True. And then and Manus then, uh, loved bloody lasagna <laughs> as well, fucking hit him in the head. He knocked his bloody bongo crash helmet off. Uh, if anything, I feel empathy for Joffre Archer. Oh, like, come it's on. Just, I'm just it's proud of him. It's, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy dealing with what he's dealing with, you know. Like, mm. It's I mean, not easy knowing that your employment's guaranteed. You're going to get paid a fuck loan. But you still get to play cricket and just do that. But the worst part of it is it's not knowing that you're going to have to drive four hours to work. Who wants to do that, mate? <laughs> He's uh, isolated from his family, which live in, in his home country of Barbados. Yeah. <laughs> He's away from them in his hub <laughs> in England. Anyway, enough jo- enough um, drop yeah. of that bashing. Yeah, um you. It was interesting to see, but we're not the only ones who are fans. And there's a lot of bashing on the uh, English cricket Facebook pages and stuff as well. So I think he's losing his new car smell for a job. 
Yeah. As was pointed out to me on Twitter, Joshua's 24 years old and he's broken biosecurity measures. Uh, as someone on Twitter said, I'd just love to think what Shane Warne at 24 years old might have oh, the bio bubble going on. Jesus Christ. I, I, don't, I don't want to know what I would have done at 24 with yeah, these fucking measures. Yeah, exactly oh, what yeah, he did. Exactly what he did, despite us giving him shit. Yeah, I'd be yeah. like, I don't know if I take this seriously at 24. <laughs> I really no, don't. Like, no, yeah. Very true. Yeah. Alrighty. So speaking of uh, speaking of Joffrey Archer, that means you're speaking of something that's highly overrated and doesn't deliver. Next up, we've got Ross with one of his 11s. So. Oh, this is going to be good. Now, before you go, Ross, there was a preamble during the week that said this was the best 11 you've ever put together. Ever. It will ever be, I heard. Set in stone, you said. Pretty low bar to get over. I'm pretty well, that's a good point. A good I think that might have been my response to that. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the fast food 11. Oh, fucking hell. Moved oh, on from if, pasta. If wait. Wait, some combo doesn't wait appear, I am leaving this podcast. <laughs> this, is about, this is not about the food. This is about the shops. Oh, okay. just the shops. Okay. Restaurant, so, thank you. Ross. Opening up. Opening up. Restaurant. So opening up, we've got the local bakery. Okay. Solid. It's reliable. Yep. It's yep. predictable. It came through grade cricket. Not some elite pathways nonsense. Okay. It's homegrown. It is what it is. You know what it is. They even sell bread there, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. So fucking Good bad. delivery of that joke. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, perfect. They even sell bread, man. Yeah. Okay. There. There. Gingerbread, man. In fact, we heard okay. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh no Opening With the oh. local bakery It's chalk and cheese This opening combination Opening with the local bakery Is Pie Face Now you might not have heard of this But this is a flashy franchise Pie shop right? yep. And it's a flashy franchise player It's a T20 player Who's out there You know Made their international debut Playing a T20 And now has just Come around Red Ball Creek Doesn't really understand What it's all about yep. But they're opening with <laughs> Alright Number three Big Kahuna Golden Arches McDonald's, captain of the team. And um, it's it's like the English middle order. This is the multinational middle order. Uh, right? yep. At four, you need a big fat whopper. So we've got Hungry Jacks at four. <laughs> <laughs> Five, the, the Colonels, the Boots. Uh, that's, yeah, yeah, those sort of guys. They're coming in there at four. Yeah. Steady to ship yeah. with a bit of ballast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mike Gatting. Ballast. <laughs> Pull the spinnaker up and just get back. Yeah, yeah. Let the wind do the work. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Couple of umpires. Peter Parker, he could have slotted in there. Yeah, big Erasmus, Erasmus. Oh, Maria. He owns that spot. Number five, the Colonel. Oh, yeah. KFC. Mick's yep. favourite. Do love the yep. Colonel. So think um, Ricky Ponting with his early days goatee. Damien Martin type, you reckon? Yeah. law. Damien Fleming, even. Number six, the fish and chip shop. That's your all-rounder. You can get a hamburger, you can get a savlaki, you get fish and chips, you've got everything. But the key with the all-rounder is not to take it too far. You don't want to turn into some passion cafe rubbish where you're doing fish and chips and roast chicken, pizza and pasta. That's like a cricket wanting to... Yeah, that's like a... Yeah, ribs. (laughs) That's like a cricket wanting to bowl both arms, both spin and pace, and bat both hands and keep and open the bowling. Just doesn't yeah. work. Okay, Glenn the free So, yeah. so yeah. it's the, the Cam Squiz of fast food restaurant. All right. Yeah. You're jack of all trades, master of none, a bit like Ronnie Arani. 
If you try that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a name. Jeez. Yeah. Right. Number seven, this is a bit left field. Yep. Cheesecake shop. Oh. Okay. Okay. It's, it's a misfit, like yeah. all wicket keepers are. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Okay. Number eight, Red Rooster. Oh, Why does yeah. that place exist? It's like the cricketer who bats at eight and doesn't bowl. Why are you picking? Because <laughs> it's so good and no one's in this shop. You just yeah, walk shop straight up to the front of it. No lines. Four peas, please. Yeah, two large peas, six corn wheels, and a strip sum combo, please. At nine and ten, we've got our new ball combo. It's franchise pizza. That's the way to go. Dominoes and Pizza Hut at nine Ooh. and ten. Yeah, getting the job done. And eleven. Cheeky Nando's. Hey. There's one for the English listeners. Peri Peri Chicken. Oh. Yeah, something like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had it before in his life, right? I've had, I've had Nando's. Something like that. It's the worst Portuguese food I've ever had. It's the only Portuguese food I've ever had. <laughs> and also the best. Like it is everything. Yeah. The well, best, and worst, the, and the, the only. median. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At 12, it's the truck stop. Egg and bacon rolls, you know. Oh, treat yourself. Bamery of, of death. Yeah, a oh. bit, of, bit of everything in the Bamery of death. Yeah. It also brings a lot to the team, such as throwdowns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, or throw I think that um, truck stop <laughs> is a bit like Andy Bickle. Pretty hard done by. Yes. I reckon it could, have, oh, yeah. could sneak into any of those positions. Oh, yeah. fuck it Did you see the truck stop backing into, back in this big rig into any of those positions in the 11? <laughs> I'm docking. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling out the eight hours old egg and bacon muffin from yeah, the breakfast bay marie. Just grab that on the way through. Yep. Pack of wine gums. Now, Thank you very much. If you think that was disappointing, I've got one to finish with another 11 just to wrap things up with. Two okay. 11s. Mm, two. Okay, two. How do you write 22 in Roman numerals? We'll have to do 11. Okay, so this is the palindrome 11. Oh, nice. Fuck. Of Australian cricketers. So, open up, we've got Taylor, Hughes, followed by Marsh, and Marsh, then Chapel, Chapel, <laughs> Chapel, then Marsh, Marsh, Hughes, and Taylor. <laughs> so, the whole thing's a palindrome. Oh, <laughs> I was like, where's Amanda playing the Canal Panama coming? When's that going to be in there? And guess who's where's... top man? Who? Don Bredman. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. That was possibly two of the shittiest 11s we've ever done. Oh, fuck. It was fucking terrible. My animals, whatever my animals one was, I can't even remember the premise of it now, was way better than There was a shark there, and then to deliver those 11s, Ross had to jump over it. That was was the issue. I think there was a shark riding a motorcycle, (laughs) jumping over. Another shark. That was that bad. The second shark was on water skis. So. <laughs> <laughs> the quiz for today is you've got to put the first names with the surnames at the palindrome eleven. Oh fuck off. Mark, Mark Taylor. Taylor. Mark Taylor, yes. Peter Peter Taylor. Hughes. Yeah. Oh, I had Phil Hughes. Peter Taylor. Merv Hughes. Yep. Marsh is Sean, Mitch, Jeff. Rodney. Yep. Got them all. Uh, Chapels are obviously Greg, Ian and Trev. Yep. Yep. Yes. Uh, I forgot to mention that Chapel is captain too. 
Um, oh, okay. Does that fuck up the palindrome because you've got a C <laughs> next to his <laughs> He's at six and there's five above and five below. So yeah. Greg's captain. Yeah. Right. Greg and Trevor. All right. Very that was important. good. Hmm. Beautiful. Well done. Um, and I'm not sure the first name of bread man. Um, <laughs> Ginger. Garlic. <laughs> Don Ginger. Ginger to his mates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Redders. Redders to his mates. All righty, Ross. Thanks for one. that. Um, Save that for next time. Please. It was... Please it Who's was what time? it was. I think that's a nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that pretty much wraps us up. Anyone else got anything else they want to chuck in? Do you? No, no, we're all good. Um, alrighty, so you can uh, listen to us on all major podcast um, platforms. Hit, hit us up on SoundCloud. We haven't said this for a while, but apparently it's important because all the other podcasts say it. Go on iTunes to give us a five-star review. Apparently, that fucking means something. So, yeah, all right. Uh, sign up to our Patreon. Mm. We have one tier. It's $1,000 a month. So, if you're really keen, just fucking sign up for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, we'll give you a shout-out if we remember. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. if we remember. You'll get you no will... early content. You'll get nothing extra. Yeah. You'll get this. No, I'll just so put in doing... the intro. You can never between Ross and Alex in the intro. Like and subscribe. Push the button. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs> Just down here, boys. Down here. Like and subscribe. Yeah. Like and subscribe. Yeah. Just hit no, here. All righty. So, uh, yeah, yeah, click here. Here. Thanks to Jesse and the team at Frederick Harold Sock Company. Uh, hit them up. Uh, They're on uh, Facebook, Instagram. They've got their website. Find them wherever you can find them the and girl. hit them up. Um, yeah. So um, that's it. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. See you later. That's it. Mashback. Yeah. 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 Yeah.